Hey everybody and welcome back once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, um, maybe I'm a, a glutton for punishment, but we are going to return to yesterday's topic and, and we're going to look at one more aspect of the believer and the way they end up being uh, someone who gives generously to the work of the Lord. Now, I know you might be thinking, Mike, you talked about money yesterday. What are you doing talking about it again today? Well, uh, you can't really blame me. You got to blame Paul because it's the next chapter and the topic continues. And so here's here's where I want to uh, kind of launch. You know, we've all heard the, the phrase, it's better to give than to receive. I wonder if you believe that. But, but I want you to understand that there is uh, the reason we say that it's better to give than to receive is because there is uh, there's something intangible that we actually do receive when we give. I think about uh, just as a dad, when I give a good thing to one of my kids, uh, they might enjoy that in, with, with great affection for whatever it is I've given them. But it certainly is just a wonderful experience for me. Think about a friend or a family member in need. If someone has a need and I have the means to step in and meet that need, I love them. I I can't wait to do it. And uh, and it's like you don't even really think about the cost. You just you just do it because you love them. And in that, I, I receive something. I receive, in a sense, this uh, this affirmation of my own love for them, and uh, not to. It's something to hold over them. Not that all of a sudden I've got like another notch in my belt for good works, but it's really like this intangible joy and and satisfaction that comes from uh, blessing someone you love. Well, the same is true when it comes to the way we support the work of the ministry. In fact, here's where we're going to pick up today. So we're in chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, verses 8 or 6, 7, and 8. In verse 6 says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now, I know that there are prosperity preachers that they'll say, if you don't give very much money, you're not going to get money in return. But if you give lots of money to me, then you're going to receive lots in return. I recognize that has been twisted to such a demonic uh, place where people are their goal is their own financial benefit, so they'll give to what's usually a scoundrel saying such things. That's not what this is saying, though. This isn't guaranteeing that you will be um, financially blessed if you financially support a ministry. Rather, this is talking about that intangible spiritual reality, the, the intangible experience of being joined with the work of the Lord, stewarding what he has given you for his purposes, you will reap bountifully as you as you sow bountifully. When we think about sowing and reaping, this is uh, agricultural terminology. You, you sow when you plant a seed, you reap when you harvest the crop. It's sowing financially and then reaping some, some benefit of that. Now, so much damage has been done when people use a verse like this really to rob the poor, uh, to exploit the desperate. 
You think about those who have a medical condition and their finances are so distraught and they, they hear someone uh, speak on TV or online, they say, just sow the seed and you will reap financial reward. And, and um, you know, you, you hear heartbreaking stories of people that they give their the very last money that they have with this expectation. And those they're giving to don't care about them at all. They're driving the fanciest clothes or cars, wearing the nicest clothes, eating at the fanciest restaurants, staying at the nicest hotels, completely disregarding those who are supporting this lavish lifestyle. Those who are giving are just in, in poverty. So let's not twist this. The, the principle, there is something you receive there is benefit you receive when you financially support the mission of a local church. Let's look at verse 7. It says, Each one must, as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, uh, excuse me, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is, this is biblical instruction. It, notice this doesn't say each one must give 10%. It says each one must decide in their heart. What are you, based on your financial standing, what are you going to do to support the mission and the ministry of the gospel? And, and don't do it under compulsion, like, oh, I've, I got to do this or I'm just going to feel terrible. No, God wants you to give freely. He wants you to be cheerful. He wants you to look at all that he's done for you and how he's entrusted everything you have into your hands and then you to say, God, out of the overflow of gratitude that I'm experiencing, here is what I am going to support in the mission and ministry. And we saw in chapter eight that those in poverty, they give sacrificially. So, you know, you can read this and say, well, I can set the minimum, the, the, the bar as low as I want. You certainly can. But you should decide in your heart and, and before the Lord, pray about it. Lord, what, what, is it, what does it look like for me to be faithful to you in the way you've called me to support the ministry and the mission of the local church? Verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. It says God, God loves a cheerful giver. giver. And, and listen, God is going to give you everything you need to accomplish everything he wants you to accomplish. Every good work. What a beautiful truth. To God be the glory. Because from God is the grace. This is how we live our lives. We live our lives with hearts of gratitude that are generous, knowing that God has promised to meet all of our needs, not all of our wants, all of our needs. And as he does so, we just freely give. This is the ancient way for our modern day. So yesterday I asked you to consider, and today I'll ask you to consider again, what does it look like for you as you go to the Lord and as you engage in the local church. Now, the local church is God's plan to redeem people by the blood of Christ. This is how he wants to get the message out. And you, if you are saved, you're part of it. And, and he wants you to be part of it with your time. 
He wants to be part of it in the way you learn the truth. He wants you to be part of it financially. Will you consider? Will you consider what the Lord wants you to set aside? This is our ancient way today for our modern day. 